Hey everyone, welcome back to Little Root Lessons, episode 165. Carter's out today, uh, I've got Ro with me, and we're going to talk some kind of Regulation C stuff, because we're in a lull right now, we ain't got nothing else, like, event-wise crazy going on. Um, we have Hartford, no, Portland. Portland's this weekend. Portland and this weekend. Hartford's two in weeks two after. weeks. Um... NAIC is in like two months. Uh, you're quickly running out of time to qualify for Worlds. So along with the other two regionals in between Hartford and NAIC, we have Milwaukee first weekend of June and then Fresno right after. No one's going to go to Fresno. <laughs> I'll tell you that no right going- now. No one's going no one to is- Fresno. <laughs> I mean, if someone's that desperate for CP, they might. I mean, if they are that desperate, they might, but I advise against it, man. It is it is not a safe event to go to. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go with that. There, there was a lot team. of other cities they could have picked that were much better than Fresno. They can always pick better cities. I mean, God, they had their first regional years, the, the decade back, plus in Providence and too small How about the same? for our european listeners as well uh malmo uh special event is the same weekend as hartford and for the latin american listeners we have uh it is the Sa- santiago chile special event the same weekend as milwaukee that that june 2nd uh third and fourth um so still a decent bit um but yeah right now like it it's much crunch scheduled. time it's getting it's getting down to the wire yeah, they, they didn't schedule anything outside of EUIC in April, and it's just like... So I feel like they could have just spread it out a little better for us. So a lot of what the April thing is, is there's holidays in April that they want to make sure that they don't put like people out on, like specifically Easter. Um, I know there's a whole lot of like Catholic holidays in April and things like that, and so... They, they're, they're more, it's, it's like combination of spring break. Kids aren't going to be playing, aren't going to be around to play anything. It's holidays and there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in April that they have to focus on. So. Yeah. I used to, um, it's weird though. Cause like back when everything was just a regional weekend, all the regions were just one weekend. It was always the first weekend of spring break for me. Uh, so <laughs> We would so we would always go down to Philadelphia uh, mm. to see my family, and um, so I would never be able to play in the New England regional. We would always play in the Philly regional, um, which was honestly always fun. I, I really hope that next season we do another regional in Philly. It's right in the uh, uh, convention center in Center City, uh, near Reading Terminal Market. Amazing place to get food, um, but I'm I'm not gonna go on on that Philly uh, rabbit hole. Uh, let's talk some Mons. I was about to say before we swapped, switch topics. I want them to take a, put a uh, regional in Kansas City. I, the Overland Park Convention Center is amazing, and it'll fit easily like seven, eight hundred people per event. Easy peasy. So I, if you're listening, yeah, Pokemon no. Company, go check out Overland Park's Convention Center. That way, it's like forty five minutes for me, and I can just like sleep in my own bed. Oh yeah, and I can just I'd say <laughs> crash on the couch, but by then you're yeah, there, you're, there you're going to have a full, you're going to have a full house. Yeah, there, uh, there will be no cu- room. You get to cuddle with the dogs in the kennel. I guess yeah, you can yeah yeah you could probably do that. You could probably sit lay in there with with one of the dogs. That'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Mons. So we're talking team building in a more centralized format is the way you described it, which. We all know Regulation C has the best team in uh, Palafin Balance. So I figured we could look at some examples of how to approach team building with that being in mind. Things to keep an eye out for when you're team building against specifically like a very strong team that's running the format and stuff like that. We're going to disappear. And we have Showdown on screen for everybody now if you're watching the video. So if you want, so for those of you who aren't 100% sure what we're referring to by the Palafin Balance, that is the Palafin Amoongus 
Arcanine, Fluttermane, and usually Ting Lu, um, overall, and usually those five are joined by a dragon type, whether it's Dragonite, Roaring Moon, Baxcalibur, um, but that is the, the general core is, I'd say, more so than the Ting Lu, is that water, fire, grass of Arcanine Amoongus, Palafin, plus Fluttermane. Yeah. Fluttermane at this point is... It's Incineroar. I'm about to say um, it, it's Incineroar. It's the most played Pokemon <laughs> in it, it Regulation is, C. And, <laughs> well, I was going to say it's another thing. Like, I mean, by Zation to an extent, it's like not like the power level. Zation still makes Fluttermane look very mild. Um, eh, it depends. It depends on, like, what you're doing with it. Like, I would say, in terms of, like, format-defining, Fluttermane's about as defining as Zacianor and Cinderor are. They they I, warp uh, the format around them. Yes, and it's also another thing of, if you aren't using Fluttermane, you better have a really, 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 really good reason, because it fits on practically every single team. Yeah, I'm about to and say, yeah. <laughs> it's better than the alternatives. Like, you um, have to have so... a very good reason... And if you aren't playing it, and you need to have like three different ways to make sure you can beat it, because most of the time it'll just tear through people. And even then, it's like some people are like, oh, I don't want to do double ghost. You can do double ghost. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there's been teams with Fluttermane and Ape, or Fluttermane and Goldengo, um, that are doing super well. It's uh, they're just put like it's a Pokemon that is non-negotiable. Um, but overall, by balance itself, balance is based around that water, fire, grass. It, uh, the trio itself is really great defensively with each other. It allows for a lot of pivoting. It allows for a lot of uh, decision, really like decision-based gameplay. When to pivot, when to terror, when to go in on your offense, especially in a balance versus balance, because your opponent, if especially like if your opponent also has that water, fire, grass trio um on their team are able to have their specific chess pieces to be able to switch in to mitigate your damage um to stop your momentum and to take momentum back um while palafin amoongus arcanine might be the best of the three it doesn't mean it's the only water fire grass you can use and so uh, i'd say the main thing that we want to talk about right now um i know one of the things our listeners uh, enjoy is creativity they they want to have their yeah. own flair that's sort of been the literal lessons way uh, you could see with our laddering episodes with uh carter finally getting back in the lab um his goal has been making his teams around pokemon that he really enjoys playing um we have uh the, the scissor team from last week which went on a tear throughout the ladder and these are all relatively unique teams uh, on the surface. He's able to use these Pokemon. Um, but when you really look at the team composition, it's a balanced team. And that balanced team gives you that you have to have that Water Fire Grass. You have to have that Flutter Main. Um, and then outside of that, you get these wild card spots. And the wild card spots are where you can have fun. So, well, last week, so really, he didn't have the full water fire grass, um, but he sold the water type in Iron Bundle, the fire type in Arcanine. Um, mouse Hold was Terra Grass, so you could Terra the Mouse Hold. And then we, he went with Ape, which on the Mouse Ape teams, you can, again, still run Flutter Main, but you have that Ghost type. And then his wild cards were Scissor and Shampao. Um, so again, looking at it, it looks like a mousehold team, uh, but it also has that balance background, that, fi that fire, water, grass core um, that everything is built out upon. Yeah. So, I car as I've been uh, as I've been riffing, uh, Carl's been putting out a lot of different fire, water, and grass types, and so. Um, let's go in. Let's talk about different. Do you want which type do you want to talk about first? Water is probably the more flexible of the three in this format right now, just because um, 
Palafin is just like the best water type, and then it's everybody else. Like whereas like things like the grass types can kind of variation between some some teams, and the fire types can kind of vary between some teams. So focusing on your water types right now is probably the big thing, mainly because these are mostly going to be your checks to Palafin. Yes. Um, the big three I think right now, specifically outside of Palafin, are Gyarados, Gastrodon, and Iron Bundle. Um, Gyarados having that Intimidate, uh, being essentially immune to Fissure and any other ground-type attacks into it, giving you some extra pivot power. Uh, Gastrodon being able to absorb all of those water moves from Palafin with its Storm Drain ability, and Iron Bundle just being crazy fast and being able to hit Palafin for super effective damage with a Freeze-Dry. There's a lot to like with these three Pokemon in particular when you're looking to build on your team. And a lot of these just slot in really easily into existing archetypes where you can kind of plug and play certain Pokemon. So Gyarados uh, specifically, I think, um, is in terms of call them the splashable balance water types. I think Gyarados is the second best in this format. If uh, everyone can remember back to December of 2022 when we're still playing or November of 22 when we're still playing Series Zero. Um, a lot of people were playing this fire, water, grass, Ting Lu teams, except they weren't using... We didn't really know how good Palafin was at the time. We didn't figure that out yet. A lot of them were playing Double Intimidate with um, Gyarados as the water type to go along with the Arcanine. You can still do that today. However, a lot... Um, I'd say the second most common version of Balance, not to get a little ahead of things, is the Gyarados... It's the Palafin turns into Gyarados to provide Intimidate, and the Fire Spot becomes Chiyu. This is a little more of an offensive version built to try to like maximize the Flutter Mains uh, damage potential with the Chiyu-Flutterfish combo. But still, it's... um. Gyarados is able to do a lot. Uh, initial sets were Terra, uh, Flying Terra Blast sets with Dragon Dance, but now you've seen a lot of more supportive sets. Gyarados has moves like... Helping Hand and Thunder Wave to be able to boost damage output, um, add speed control, and some of the Thunder Wave sets are like some of the sets with Thunder Wave are also running Terra Steel Iron Head, giving you Waterfall or Terra Steel Iron Head as two options for para flinching, uh, which is uh, I know it's 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 a hacks based. Um, strategy however at this point whatever you can get to get some uh, extra turns um these balance versus balance mirrors even if it's fire water grass versus fire water grass it is a lot about positioning and gaining momentum and anything you can do to at least make your opponent second guess give them a dice roll that means that they might not be able to do anything that alone is going to really help you gain momentum in your favor turn over turn yeah um gyarados overall just it checks a lot of good boxes in this format um being that as having that immunity is huge like ground type coverage is more popular than ever because everything is terra fire or terra steel or terra poison and so a lot of pokemon just carry ground type coverage as a natural thing and so having that natural immunity to it when you're water flying typing means that you can pivot in and out and kind of essentially waste turns off of your opponent and essentially get free intimidate cycles off and kind of just keep that ball rolling. Um, my favorite sets are the Thunder Wave uh, Terra Steel sets. Um, specifically just like being able to Thunder Wave and then have that good speed control. Uh, you, you could play a bulkier set with like a Citrus Berry. I've seen Gyarados with safety goggles kind of working just like the Arcanine would, where you, instead of playing that Terra Steel, you do play that Terra Flying uh, Terra Blast to kind of help you deal with an Amoongus. But overall, like you said, Gyarados is, Gyarados is probably the second like best water option. Um, I would say third would probably be Bundle right now. I agree. Uh, um, Bundle just being wicked fast compared to everything else in the format means that nothing nothing is outspeeding you if you are max speed timid with booster energy, unless they have like Tailwind. That is the only way they're outspeeding you 
most of the time. Yeah. Now, the one down now defensively as a water type, since Bundle does have a weirdly high physical defense, uh, base 110, it's actually pretty good into Palafin. We're able to take some hits and return uh, some damage with the freeze-dry. Uh, some Offensively, some bundles have even dropped, completely dropped the water coverage, keeping only freeze-dry and icy wind for speed control, and opting to use Encore. Now, Encore bundle plus um, Amoongus is amazing into the into the Dondozo matchups. Um, you can hit the Dondozo, you can get it to Encore on Protect, on Rest, uh, really any of its more passive moves. Even Earthquake, something that Dondozo runs that isn't going to do as much damage into the bundle due to its physical defense, um, to force the Garrett, like, to force it into a weird position. Um, we saw this, I cannot remember, it wasn't Knoxville, but it was a, recall, I believe it was, might have been Vancouver regionals, um, where we that saw the power right. of, yeah, the power of Encore, um, bundle combined with Amoongus and those two alone can provide your team with an almost wouldn't say an auto win against Dundozo but those two Pokemon combined give you a really really good matchup against Dondozo uh, while Dondozo isn't a balanced team so to speak um, it is something that you do need to to continue to have a matchup for um, so Bundle gives you a bundle more, a little more than Gyarados, especially because people are starting to run oblivious on their um, on their uh, Dundozos to uh, stop the intimidate spamming of Arcanine and Gyarados. Uh, bundle could actually give your team a better um, answer to Dundozo than Gyarados could, or even Palafin. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Dondozo a little bit too, because Dondozo falls into that same category of this is kind of like a balanced water type Pokemon. Um, Solo Dozo is actually still really, really good, and people have been using it to decent effect, not any kind of crazy big tournament wins, because obviously the Tatsugiri Dozo combination is so powerful that just having that on your team makes your opponent immediately have to respect it and change their game plan according to that um but i i like bundle probably the most of all the water types outside of palafin right now just because of that speed factor knowing that you are one point faster than fluttermane you are one point faster than the fastest ruins like the only way you lose iron bundles in a speed war is an opposing iron bundle or like a priority tailwind that's the only way you're going to lose Iron Bundle in the face of anything because Jet Punch isn't knocking you out. Extreme Speed, if you can calc, you can essentially calc for that and not have to worry about it. And you could even play Terra Ghost and get around that immediately. And so yeah. it, I, I really like Bundle a lot. It's probably my favorite water type right now of the bunch. And... It easily kind of slots into certain archetypes, but can be harder to play in others. I again, bundles another one mon that does work uh, more offensively with Chi Yu. Um, Carl and I are going to argue about Chi Yu in about like. 15 yeah, it's on ago. here. It's going to be down the way a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Terra Ghost. I do think Terra Ghost is the best way to play um, bundle right now in order to avoid those. Uh, extreme speeds now another thing just with carl to go on what carl was saying about speed control one thing i did realize with this format in general is that there is very little speed control in the format um just looking at uh today was a uh, victory roads april challenge and when you're looking at forms of speed control on the teams you do see a couple corvinites um there is a palance team that has Dragonite in the, um, actually, yeah, there's actually a couple Palance teams where Dragonite is in the Dragon slot, but which is a Mon that can use Tailwind, but we don't know if it's a Tailwind Palafin or not. Um, and then there's like one Murkrow and one, uh, Palanflame, like, like the Tailwind birds. 
Um, so overall, it's like it's not like a lot of speed control, and the speed control that is out there is tailwind. Uh, there is no t uh, trick room in this format so far. It, it is practically non-existent. So part of that is because the Palance team actually plays slower on average when it's not using its priority moves. Trick room teams just get blown up by all the priority and they can't really thrive that way now i've been playing around with trying to figure out like the best way to build a trick room team in regulation c hint hint video coming out on that later this week um but a lot of it involves things like Ferrigaraf and Serena being on the team, being able to prevent that priority from ever being a problem, and then you just underspeed everything and use that as your and use your advantage that way. Um, getting back on track, though, uh, we talked about Gastrodon a little bit. Gastrodon, I think's the the weaker of the bunch, even though it's got essentially the best ability of the bunch in a palafin uh palafins mostly just run mono water anymore where you like have like haze bulk up protect one of those three two of those three in the last two slots and then you have jet punch and wave crash if you can get gastrodon in a one-on-one -on -one in that situation it's pretty much game over yeah it's i mean also other moves like we saw sub um on Palafin or other coverage moves being Ice Punch or Close Combat, but the best one, even like Ice Punch and Close Combat are neutral attacks. Ice Punch really isn't doing as much damage. Close Combat, you're lowering your defenses, making it easier for the Gastrodon. Gastrodon is such a weird Pokemon because on it, it's it's one of those Pokemon where on paper it should be the answer to everything in this format, especially if you go Terra Fire and in Again, this is a different, like, the theory and on practice. In theory, this is an amazing Pokemon. In practice, no one has been able to figure it out yet. Um, I don't know if it's just the power level just isn't there to keep up with these high-powered Ruin Pokemon and Palance and Paradox Pokemon, or someone just isn't looking at it the right way. Uh, you, have, you also have Yawn. You have the ground-type coverage to cover for all these Pokemon going Terra Poison defensively. Namely, Baxcalibur, Ting Lu, and Wo Qian. Um, ice coverage is always great. Um, it's it's again on paper. I I'm not sure why it's not performing the way you would think it would perform. Well, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think NMC back to Darling. Sword and Shield Gastrodon. Gastrodon was, um, like the like. Gastrodon was Scald, right? It was Scald, Earth Power, Yawn, Recover, or Scald, Earth Power, Recover, Protect, or some weird scenario like that? I don't think... I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't... Because whenever I use Gastrodon, I know... So Earth Power and Ice Beam were the two big ones. Uh, it was like Earth Power, Ice Beam, Yawn, and then it would either be Recover, Protect, or Scald. Like, well, well, now I we don't have to run Ice Beam at all because yeah. we can tear a fire in front of grass types so don't have to worry about it um but the losing scald as well hurts the scald loss is the big thing because then all of your water moves that you want to run are either surf which hits everyone which can be a benefit in certain situations but most of the time it's not and then it's 85 percent accurate muddy water or 80 percent accurate hydro pump and you're trying to hit pokemon with that or you can just run chilling water which yeah and then or, or your other option is chilling water which is 100 percent accurate and you only deal hitting for 50 and the attack drop may or may not be relevant it's it's price right scald i guess i don't know <laughs> um but i i, I like think said, maybe I, that's... I think ice beam's still probably better just like ice ground coverage is yeah. going to hit most everything um but I think people being open team sheet doesn't help Gastrodon a lot. Um, people can see your Terra type. They can see your moves. And so it's a little bit harder on Gastrodon to get that advantage that it used to have of, yes, everybody knows the sets, but I could also be Icy Wind. I could have Protect instead of Yawn. I could have Curse and do some weird stuff. And... One of the cool things you can do 
in uh, this game now is it's like if you need to do that, you can tear a ghost and curse. That's kind of cool. Um, but it, it Gastrodon itself kind of lost the a lot of the advantages it had coming from Sword and Shield into this generation. It's still good. It's just not living up to the hype that it had in Sword and Shield. I think the one thing we can all agree on is that pink Astrodon's better than blue Astrodon. Well, that's okay. You can be wrong. You can be wrong. <laughs> that's fine. So, grass types? <laughs> uh, no, we got Dozo still. Oh, we do. Yes, you're right, Dozo. Uh, Dozo's still good, guys. Um, everyone who said Dozo, the DLC uh, Dozo Downfall, um, didn't happen. Uh, uh, Dozo's definitely fallen off. <laughs> I, I would say it, it has it it has fallen off some. It's not seeing the eight to ten like top sixteen that it used, it used to have. Now you're lucky to see two. And the last time we saw Don Dozo in a top cut event, it was literally the same team except for three differences. It's like somebody copy pasted and then swapped a couple things to try and avoid plagiarism. But this is VGC. You think people actually care about avoiding plagiarism at this point? It, you, the joke just went right over his head, folks. Way up in the stratosphere. Um, solo Dozo, I think, can be fine on certain teams, especially if you're trying to play that long balance game. Maybe even if you're trying to play Trick Room, uh, being able to do like Oblivious or Unaware and kind of take advantages that way. Um, but I do think, like, the Don Dozo, Tatsugiri, Chiyu, Glamora, that whole core of team that's just looking to run down the first two Pokemon and then clean up with Dozo on the back end, that's probably the best Dozo can do. Um, in, in that situation, Tatsugiri acts more like a water type than Dondoza does most of the time. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say the one thing, um, so Palance adjacent, the one thing that people have been doing, um, because a lot of the Palance teams use um, Palafin, especially Haze Palafin, as their Dozo answer. Um, a lot of people have been running faster Dozos, so that at plus two it'll outspeed Palafin with Terra Grass, Terra Blast. Uh, this way, you're able to move before the opposing Palafin and get the um, and get the knockout before they can haze. Um, it's something where, again, an open team sheet, you'll be able to see if this is the case or not. But on the other side of it, if you don't have, if like Palafin's haze is your only answer. And you know that they're Terra Grass, Terra Blast. You, it's going to force you to play positionally, like play your position very different with Dozo, especially because if you're going Terra Grass, um, Amoongus's redirection just doesn't matter. You would definitely need your wild card spot um, to be something like maybe if it's like you have an Iron Hands on your Palance to threaten Fake Out Haze or something mm -hmm. or something of the like or. Find a way to set up a substitute if you if you're running substitute on Palaf and you probably don't have a hey so never mind but yeah that that <laughs> is something that the that the dozos are doing now to uh, keep an eye out for is that like faster dozo with terror grass terror blast yeah all right moving on to grass types the grass type pool is much smaller. Mainly because Amoongus is so good at what it does. Amoongus just slots onto everything. And so a lot of the times what you'll see people do is like, I'm going to pick a water type, a fire type, and then Amoongus. Yeah. And, that, and that's it, right? Like, Amoongus having that 100% accurate score, having redirection. It does a lot of very powerful things for teams. It's bulky. It's got good resistances for the format right now. So overall, it's just really hard to deal with. Um, that being said, we have other options. Uh, so I was going to say one of the other things with Amoongus is that in a very switch-heavy meta, a Pokemon with Regenerator that is a defensive sponge just becomes that much better. 
And so that is why Amoongus, like the grass, Carl just said the grass spot is a little more condensed. But if you're maybe looking at some more offense out of the spot, we have Serena. Yeah, Serena's very good at just like putting itself in an advantageous spot. Uh, not only does it just like destroy Palafin and can even beat up Fluttermane, um, Queenly Majesty means that you just turn off priority moves. No more fake out, no more E speed, no more jet punch. Meaning that you put that Palafin essentially on a level playing field and it has to figure out a way to answer the Serena. Yeah, it's uh, honestly like even like what you're saying, fake out. There's again just looking through the um, these victory road uh, results, and outside of there are like four. No, I'm sorry, I can't count five uh, iron hands, and outside of those five iron hands, there isn't another fake out user. Um, in the meta right now that that's being used that's being used commonly so it's weird because like back in sword and shield ability like queenly majesty was the fake out turner offer um to stop um rillaboom and incineroar from clicking the you can't attack button and now it's turned into like everything again jet punch extreme speed King Gambit and Chien Pao, Sucker Punch. Brave Bird, um, Talonflame. Yeah, uh, uh, that that was something that um, I forgot. I I can't even remember um, whose team I was using, but I was using someone else's team, and I got into a situation where my I could my talent I was using a Talonflame, and my Talonflame like couldn't attack because it had full HP, and its only attack was Brave Bird. And my opponent had a... I actually think it was a Serena. And so in a matchup that you think would 100% be in my favor... Um, turned into a situation where I had a Pokemon that was literally useless. Uh, they were just able to... Have... Like, let the Talonflame sit there because it couldn't do anything because of the Serena. Yep. The other two Pokemon on this list... Uh, both do somewhat similar things. Um, yeah. Lilligant and Jump Bluff uh, both work really well with Torkoal, having that ability Chlorophyll. A lot of the times when you see these two Pokemon on teams, um, they are just Chlorophyll, Sleep Powder, Speed Control, Grass, or what Bug Move, Pollen Puff, whatever. And then in the case of Jump Bluff, it has uh, Rage Powder as its other move. Lilligant usually plays Protect. Um, you also have very fast Encore on Lilligant, which can be useful sometimes. Yeah, no, Encore is really good in this format. Um, back to the Victory Road coverage. This this is a little... We're sneaking it in. Um, Joe UX9 won the tournament using Jumpluff uh, as his grass type on the Torkoal Sun team. Um, again, Helping Hand, Rage Powder is really great i personally think that jump Pluff is the better of the two like sun grass types because of its ability to redirect to have a safe um eruption one of the downsides of that lilicol after you eruption combo is all of the priority moves that we were mentioning before your um, extreme speed, sucker punch, all of that is going into the Torkoal beforehand, uh, therefore limiting the act, like mitigating the damage that eruption could do. Uh, with rage powder, jump pluff, the like the extreme speeds so of the jet punches will go into the jet punches really won't hurt as much because of the sun and the resistance. Uh, you are going to take the extreme speed to the face, and it probably is going to take you to sash. But what's really cool is that if you redirect a Sucker Punch, then that Pokemon just, its Sucker Punch fails, and that Pokemon doesn't move. And so, in a roundabout way, like, Jump Pluff keeps your Torkoal safer to allow it to do more damage, even though it's going to be the last thing moving. Yeah. Um, Notable other honorable mentions for Grass types here is pretty much anything with Sleep Powder. If you noticed, uh, like... Outside of Serena, 
the, the more popular grass types all have access to spore or sleep powder. Pink Toad's cool, Accrual, um, Breloom, Brute Bonnet to an extent. Uh, poor Brute Bonnet kind of just got pushed out of the format because when everything's a dark type, everybody starts carrying more things to beat dark types. <laughs> So yeah. your your dark type your dark typing on grass and dark becomes a big liability, and so poor brute bonnet kind of got pushed out of the format in terms of use, but could see a resurgence depending on how the format kind of plays out. Yeah, I think just I mean in general, um, just for Pokemon usage, for you to have a dark typing, and pretty much for you to just be weak to uh, Fluttermane you have to do something super, super unique and special to be, like, to still be used. Of course, for Ruins, all have their amazing abilities and stats, King Gambit, uh, you can Terror the Dragon types, but, like, outside of a slightly fast, still not that fast Spore, uh, Brute Bonnet just doesn't differentiate itself from the other grass or dark types enough to make it worth using in the um, Flutter main meta. Yeah. All right. Let's talk fire types. Because this is the spot where, again, it kind of bottlenecks Arcanine's clearly head and shoulders above most fire types. And teams will differ on fire types depending on what they need their fire type to do. Um, the big answer is usually when you're looking at other fire types, uh, Chiyu, Volcarona, and Talonflame are pretty common. Uh, Torkoal's more common on slower, more bulkier teams. And, unfortunately, Paldean Tauros Fire is kind of falling off. Uh, even though it does have that intimidating kind of acts like an Arcanine. I want this Pokemon to be so good. Uh, this was something that early, when Reg C rule set dropped, Chris and I um, talked about, like, okay, could Torkoal, Torkoal, could Tauros be, like, the Arcanine replacement? It's a little faster. Um, it has, you can put, and the big thing with Tauros is you have that stab close combat to really punish the dark type ruin Pokemon and King Gambit. Um, certain, certain, uh, balanced teams, uh, for example, uh, Fiona and Atmospheres, uh, Flutterfish, Gyarados Balance, that was a team that really struggled against, uh, King Gambit, um, and so, like, a Pokemon like Tauros would hypothetically be really good into it, and then you realize it's neutral to Fluttermane, and its special defense stat is bad, and Moonblast exists. And, yeah. th and that's real and that's really like the difference between like if if this was pure fire if Tor if this Taurus was pure fire, I think it would have a higher usage, but then it would also just be Arcanine with its stats shuffled around. Yeah. Um there are some benefits to Paldea Tauros Blaze. Um you're faster than Arcanine naturally at base one hundred. Um, your bulk's a little bit shuffled around, a little bit more favorable to physical attackers, which kind of sucks because you already have Intimidate, so you don't really need that. It'd be better if it was, like, maybe a little bit more even in special defense. Um, but unfortunately for the Blaze Breed Tauros, it's, it's just not quite up to snuff anymore. Um... There's not much to say about Torkoal when it comes to fire being a fire type. It literally is just like <laughs> eruption, heat wave, fissure, and kind of just go from there, right? <laughs> Today I learned that Tauros le uh, can learn fissure. Yeah, that Torkoal can learn fissure. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it is a scary Pokemon. Like this is, th I think this is the set. Honestly, right? It's just like you yawn, you have yawn, you have eruption for when your HP is high. When your HP, when you get hit, you just start clicking fissure to get lucky. Um, it does actually have some great coverage as well. You do have clear smog, you have earth power, solar beam, 
It's uh, you could do like body the press, super bulk, the super bulky body press. Uh, it's a fun Pokemon. Um, fit, the, the just hearing it and learn Fissure though is scary. Uh, I think the other thing with Torkoal is that it does like work best on Slower. a Sun Team, of course. Again, having like one of those like Lilligant or Jumpluff with it, and then your past Paradox Pokemon to take advantage of the weather boosts. Make your Fluttermane the best Pokemon of the format even better. Uh, make Great Tusk super um, oppressive and threatening. Um, so I wouldn't say it's the most splashable. What makes Torkoal really tough is because of that drought ability. You really um, play you a water really type careful. with it. <laughs> yeah, playing a water type with it could be anti-synergy. So you might not have that great water type defensive switch in to create to switch in, or you might be mitigating your own water types damage output. In before we get walking awake in the next uh competitive format and it just throws all of what we set out the window and you'll see Torkoal, Walking Wake, and Hasuti and Lilligant all next to each other. And this this is time stamped. Our, our listeners are smart enough to realize that time goes by and, and that like we only make decisions uh, knowing the data. What we have right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, Talonflame also pretty straightforward. Uh, this thing clicks Brave Bird, clicks Tailwind, has fast will-o'-wisp as taunt as well um, um the taunt the like taunt that's is, it. Yeah, yeah pretty much that's the set like there's nothing there's no crazy right. nonsense to it a lot of the times you'll see if you see double fire types it's usually one of the other ones we mentioned plus talon flame talon flame mm. is not really a fire type but is a fire type if that makes a lot of sense to people yeah no you aren't this is the same way how iron bundle is a water type that at least at this point isn't running water type moves uh next Volcarona on is our list is Volcarona Volcarona is actually a Pokemon. Weirdly enough, um, it can fill that uh, Amoongus slot on your team, being the bulky redirection, like, supporty Pokemon, but it does add a lot more offensive pressure than the Amoongus will at the cost of not being able to sleep spam. Um, so... Now you just burn everybody instead. It's fine. Yep. Uh, this was a staple in series too this this pokemon was seeing a ton of play as like just better amoongus you could redirect and you could struggle bug to hit things and bug fire was actually a decent typing you could resist hits and not have to worry about too much and if you were scared of something you had terra water in your back pocket and now it's kind of harder to play with um if your team wants that redirection but you don't want to play Amoongus, this is probably the best option. Um, unless you really want to play, like, Torkoal plus Jumpluff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or, I mean, stay on the core, yes. You could also use Indeedy or Mousehold. Um, but, again, those might fall into the same issues as, as Amoongus, where, like, those aren't damage output spots. They are relatively passive Pokemon. Um, Volcarona, you can, ex and that's one of the nice things with Volcarona are the mind games. It can, your opponent can expect you, okay, I'm going to, you're going to pick Rage, hit Rage Powder, and then you go in with a Fiery Dance or a Heat Wave, and you actually can put out decent, a decent bit of damage, um, and take your opponent off guard, maybe even sneak a Burn in off the Heat Wave, or get a Will, a cheeky Will-O-Wisp in, and, uh, gain some momentum that way. I, I like Volcarona a lot. I'm not sure if it translates 100% well to this format, but the fact that just, like, Quiver Dance and Fiery Dance and Struggle Bug are all, like, very cool utility tools that Volcarona has access to is very, very awesome. Um, it Nobody wants to hit you. Like, Palafin Jet Punches into you, there's a shot, there's a chance that it's not going to do damage later because it's burnt. <laughs> yeah. And there there might be a world where this actually starts to become much more common in the meta as a strong answer into things like um, the dark types running around, 
uh, because you do have access to things like bug buzz as like strong bug coverage, which notably is a super effective attack into all but Chi Yu, I think, when it comes to the uh, Ruinous Quartet. And then for Volcarona, for, for Volcarona, you get to Fiery Dance, which can boost you. You have Quiver Dance, which can boost you. And so there might be a world where Volcarona secretly is actually really strong. Okay, we're on to the controversial one here. This we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this segment with the with the controversy. I hate this thing. I think she used garbage. <laughs> it just it just does it does one thing. It, and it's one thing is I'm going to trade one for one with something, and that's all I get to do. No, that's why you sash it and you get two things. I love this Pokemon. Um, it's the team that I've been using the most. Um, in Regulation C, it was a team I built with a couple of uh, my close friends from New England VGC, Shadow Criers. Um, and it was it's a Flutterfish, Shampoo, Dragapult team with uh, uh, Furgiraf and um, Corviknight, and it's lovely. And the mode that I really enjoy the most is that Flutterfish mode. Um, my overall interpretation of the meta right now or at least the way i'm approaching team building is flutter means the best pokemon and the, my take is we need i need to build a team that makes the best pokemon do its best and uh chiyu really helps that there was a lot of different sets um my personal favorites have been the choice scarf set with terror ghost um, with uh, double dark, double fire um, move sets, and there's also the Paragoster Grass um, Sash sets that have Nasty Plot. Um, you set up a Nasty Plot, usually with Amoongus right next to you to safely get that Nasty Plot up. And then you just start spamming really, really strong heat waves, snarls, dark. Dark, dark pulses, uh, whatever your two, co- whatever you want your two like stab moves to be, um, you can get some really great KOs, and it's also a relatively fast Pokemon at base 100, um, in a format that doesn't have speed like that where speed control isn't that common. Uh, you don't need to really worry about the speed. Like if you're that base 100, if you're timid to the second bump, you might you're probably going to be able to outspeed a good chunk of the meta. Um, I really, really love this Pokemon. It's probably, surprisingly, um, I thought as as the Ice-type guy that Chant Pao would be my favorite Ruin, but it's easily been Chiyu, this uh, this series. Like, I really, really adore using it. Also cute as shit, just like me. The Shiny is probably my favorite Shiny in the game. because oh, it's, 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 it's Shiny's the, perfect. It's the blue goldfish, and it's amazing. Um... My problem with Chiyu is it's much more one-dimensional than most of the other ruins are. Like, Chiyu goes out on the battlefield. Its job is to just hit things. And it trades one for one. And it's very, very hyper-offensive-aggressive. And it's great with, like, the Dondozo strategies where you're looking to pick up quick KOs for your Dondoza to come in and clean up, or vice versa. And unfortunately, the fact that you have base 55 HP means you're so frail that most super effective hits are going to take you out regardless of what's going on around you. Um, And Palafin is the big, like, I have to figure out how to deal with this thing on my squads that play Chiyu. Otherwise... My Chiyu is always a liability to bring on those types of teams. So you see, you're protecting the Flutterman right next to you, uh, pr- uh, presses the Moonblast button and deletes the Palafin. And if that doesn't work... You uh, cry. Yeah, I was going to say, you pray. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I, I um, can I, tell I you agree. in certain situations, they're, start, they're starting to get to the point where it's just like Choice Band, Terra Water, Jet Punch, Palafin just blows up Fluttermane. Yeah, especially because, like, Fluttermane has been bulky. Um, and that is also one of the things I really do like about this format. And not to, like, leave 
the Chiyu thing, because um, I, I do have like a quick thing to say about Chiyu, but just, just in general where um, the format, it is, since it is very position and pivoting based, uh, everyone is trying to run more both. And I know people are going to be looking at Flutter mains like Ace 55, Defense, and HP, and you're going to say, why are you doing that? Um, it gets to a point with the Pokemon, especially like Flutter main, where you're going to hit a point where the num amount of attack or offense you put into a Pokemon is just meaningless. It's not going to really change anything whether you're doing a hundred percent or 175 percent the pokemon's still going down so adding that bulk it's going to throw off people's calcs um especially when people were initially running um quote-unquote bulky flutter main um when you think that your jet punch is going to get the ko and it doesn't that's when when you have a turn in your head and you're like i expect this to happen you ran the calc you know what's most common and then because your opponent ran a little more bulk than expected uh your calc doesn't work and you'll end up screwing yourself over like that that's why you're running that amount of bulk in a pokemon like flutter main uh pretty much just a general rule of like rule of thumb at this point um you should run it like oh it's on the screen 100 hp 252 defense if you can take that out you're good um but if that's not like if you can't calc um or get your damage calc to work where you're one shotting against that you got to reconsider where you're at with um with the flutter mains uh you you, you can't assume the 252 252 timid or modest anymore like they're they're you're expecting the very, 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 very thick, like at least four C's Flutter main. Uh, to to piggyback off that, the you were talking about just like things getting bulkier and things like that. Um, overall, things like Flutter main and these Pokemon with really like lopsided stats like this uh, benefit a lot from just. Minimal bulk investment can throw off people's calcs wildly. Um, Fluttermane, Palafin, these very offensive Pokemon, just taking a little bit out of your damage calc and learning how to adjust that and then putting that extra stat into bulk can mean that you live what people would normally calc for on 1 HP or 2 HP, and then you get that extra Jet Punch, or you get that extra Moon Blast, and you get to do a little bit extra damage. Um, because you survived the hit one, and then get to retaliate again. I think one of the other things as well is the fact that we have these ruined Pokemon now, in uh, specifically Champau and Chiyu, where you can drop that chi you in and getting that like it's not a minus one it's a minus 25 percent for the ruins where okay you don't have the stats to get that ko but i'm going to flip put my like switch the fish in and that debuff on my opponent or that debuff on the field is what is going to be like the math maker where i'm getting the best of both worlds i'm bulky and I'm able to pick up that KO that I would have needed investment to pick up if I didn't have the fish. I have a fun calc for you. Did you know Adamant, Terra Water, Mystic Water, Wave Crash from Palafin Hero, Oko's 252, 252 defense Ting Lu every single time? I believe it. Um, I believe it's it. very, very close. <laughs> because... Tinglu, obviously stupid bulky. Um, not they're they're not going to run two fifty two HP, two fifty two defense plus defense. Not nature. They're not most Tinglu don't run that, but that's always a good way if you're doing like if you're looking for specific calcs and things like that. Check what the check the extreme first. I always when I do my calcs, I always start at the extreme, and if I can't KO the extreme, then I kind of dial back my stats to figure out okay what's a comfortable range that I'm like, I want to do this thing at, um, for the case of Palafin, I was working on trying to figure out how to Oko Tinglu. I'm just like, Oh, well I'm always naturally faster than Tinglu because it's a Tinglu. 
And so I don't always have to jet punch it. So I could always just wave crash into it and see if that does it. And it turns out that Adamant 252 plus Mystic Water, Terra Water, blah, 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 wave crash will pick up Ting Lu a good chunk of the time, even if it's the max max. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of max max, I know like one of the flutter sets that have been popping, I forgot who was running it, but there was someone running specs flutter zero speed and zero um special attack investment it was just all bulk investment and just because flutter main like the base 155 uh, special attack and speed you're already naturally super fast no investment and you're already doing so much damage especially with that um with the specs that like again it's you get to a point where it it's win more with uh, the investment to, especially specifically the investment to the attack. Um, so that's just some general uh, knowledge. Uh, get your bulk calculators out, um, optimize that those numbers. Yep. Make sure when like that's that's the thing, right? Is when you have a team that is dominant like this one is, it's much easier to actually team build, right? Because you have to worry less about less pokemon essentially a less less random anyway and can focus on okay these are the more common sets this is what people will probably creep to and then you can kind of start adjusting your team that way and start looking at your stats that way it's like flutter mains are when they're max speed they hit this number while people who are playing scarf whatever are probably going to try and hit this number let's creep that number by one or this is the standard bulk on what Ting Lu or Arcanine is playing right now. I can Oko them through normal means, but let's add one to make sure that I don't get bodied by the Arcanine that has an extra special defense point. Hmm. And things like that. No, it's um in a format where the team comps are relatively similar, even if it's different Pokemon, they're still all playing rel- relatively the same roles on these balance teams and with the open team sheets it's turned into where like your sp- like the creativity of your spreads itself um, it matters a lot more it, they do matter um, your tech Pokemon also matters a lot more <laughs> it does and if you want to just run through because I know we're about to say, there's... Just, just run through some tech options. King Gambit's um, super popular. Um, it is. It, one, doesn't take up any weird item slots. <laughs> no, it's either going... It's, you, it's uh, the most common version that recently has been Terra Dark Black Classes. Yeah. Protect Sword Stand, Sucker Punch, and Kowtow Cleave. Um, you can also run Terra Flying with that same exact uh, move set. There's Terrifying Assault Vest to to just kind of ignore Team Lou. There's Terra Water, Terra Fire. I know that there's just so many different sets for King Gambit that it can be a little bit jarring at first trying to figure out like what plays best with your team. And I think it comes down to more of just like how you want to play with your King Gambit and what you want your King Gambit to do what teams you want King Gambit to be able to beat, and so on and so forth. Um, my personal favorite is the Assault Vest Terra Flying, because then Amoongus isn't, like... You could, you could stare down an Amoongus and probably Oko it after, like, a Defiant boost. <laughs> I don't even think... Depending on how much investment you have, because, like, King Gambit has a good bit of, like, base attack. I don't even think you need... Like, if you can get the Sword Stance off safely... Um, well, I mean, if you're AV, you don't have Sword Stance, but, like, yeah, yeah if you're AV... You have enough attack investment where you can just pick up the Amoongus regardless. Um, you can also add like low kick to the AV for uh, to take out Ting Lu um, or honestly, opposing King Gambit or low kick's actually really great into the Champao Dragonite teams because those Dragonites are going to go Terra Normal. And you'll be able to pick up the Dragonite, or not, maybe not pick it up, but like do at least fifty percent into it with uh, a low kick, and actually they'll be terroring into a type that you can then hit them 
back with a super effective attack. It's funny. I I think the majority of King Gambit, the reason it's on these Palance teams is because of the Chien Pao Dragonite matchup. Like, mm-hmm. King Gambit literally sits in front of both of them. And if you have the right setup, like, if you can threaten that Chien Pao to where it can't click Sacred Sword, King Gambit just bodies most of their attacks. Yeah. What else? What I'm speaking of, um, Chien Pao and Dragonite, you can throw Chien Pao and Dragonite on your Palance teams. Justin Tang did that to win... Um, the first Regulation C um, regionals. Uh, we this going back to the Victory Road stuff. We do have um, Kian Campbell who went top sixteen, did the same thing, had the Palance uh, Quartet, and then threw on the Chimpao Dragonite. Chimpao also works well with uh, Palafin itself, so those are another wild card option. Um, there's a lot of, like, again, there's other options. Um, the Dragon-type slot in general could be Dragonite, could be Roaring Moon, which is what Paul Chua used in his, uh, most re- in, in his ECIU win- EUIC winning team. Uh, Baxcalibur's been very popular, not only because is one of the few Pokemon that can actually take out uh, Ting Lu in one to two hits, but also because the Baxcalibur slot counters the other non-Baxcalibur Palance teams where you have a Pokemon that is immediately threatening their Dragon Slot along with their Tinglu Slot if Tinglu is their other um, like wild card Pokemon. Yeah. Um, not only that, it's just like there's a lot of physical attackers on the Palance team normally anyway, because like you have Palafin and you have Arcanine both using that physical stat. Amoongus, even to some extent, most of the time will play Seed Bomb if they do want a move of like a damaging move of some sort, just because uh Ting Lu is so common that Giga Drain and Energy Ball just don't cut it. Um and so maybe sometimes having that physical seed bomb attack is beneficial. Uh, it also lets your Arcanine comfortable, comfortably run extreme speed, giving yourself another mode of priority damage. Yep. And again, like Arcanine, it's even if you aren't fully invested in attack, Arcanine still has a decent attack stat. When you throw in at Swords of Ruin ability, your Arcanine will actually pick up a lot more KOs than one would expect. Um, these these intimidate fire types play passively because they're trying to fill the supportive role with the intimidate with the will-o'-wisp and so sometimes you can lull your opponent into a false sense of security it's like oh they can't pick the ko up and then all of a sudden you're switching to your champow you're clicking extreme speed you're clicking flare blitz and all of a sudden your opponent has one less pokemon than they had uh, beforehand yeah but yeah, that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover today. Uh, at least about team building wise, it's getting a little bit long in the tooth, though. I think people are probably sick of hearing us talk about pallets for the third week in a row. Yeah, next week we'll be able to talk about. Uh, well, I mean, I won't be in there, but we'll have a tournament to talk up about where. Good chance Palance might win it, but maybe not. Um, I always make the joke that Palafin has won an event in every single like format, um, and it's probably the best Pokemon in uh, Scarlet and Violet, hands down, just because of its consistency. Uh, Baxcalibur yeah. is another one of those Pokemon that has won a lot of different events, and a Pokemon that, like on its face value, kind of look at weird and just like. Why is this thing doing so well? It's because Baxcalibur has a really, really high attack stat. <laughs> and it has decent No, it's Ice-type supremacy. Come on uh, now. No. Like, you, you always Terra your Baxcalibur. Like, that's, that's an immediate thing. But yeah, I think that's going to be it for this week. Yeah, Anything uh, you want to get good. off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, today, um, in my apartment, I had to go, uh, play Find, uh, the dog owner, cause a, uh, little, like, golden doodle tried, uh, jumping into Amanda's, uh, apartment while we were trying to put groceries away. No, that, that was that's fun. just, that's just how adoption works now, dude. 
That's just no, how pet adoption I'm, works. Oh, the adorable dog. But no, I, I, I found the owner. That was It was an adventure, though. Um, also, this is my April uh, sneaking it in is. on the last day. To sneaking get my in April on the quota. last day of April. Yep. Uh, I don't. I legitimately do not know when I will be if I will be able to hop on in May. Yeah. Um, good luck on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, this is uh, the, the the next month is just going to be nutty for me. You might uh, have to yeah, this, 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 twist Carter's farm. Get you in like a Thursday or something or a Friday before you leave somewhere. I was going to say, like, weirdly enough, I'm as of right now, the Sunday Memorial Day weekend, there is going to be a local like 40 ish minutes from me. So, I mean, I just potential future episode spoilers. I could play in a local and come and talk about like what it's like to play in a local on, on, on the pod and do a, uh, a, a team, a, a tournament report for a 20 person New England local. Uh, where the only people you guys will know about will, will be me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that that's it. This was uh, this was fun. Uh, honestly, I really enjoy Regulation C. I think it's actually been my favorite format of Sword and Shield. So, <laughs> of got Scarlet him. We got him. Ding counter. It's it's late. That 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 is the time to uh, close it out. So um, you you, you do your thing. I ain't gonna do the whole outro thing tonight. We're it's getting late. I'm tired. You're tired. Yes. Um, people know where to find us. Everything's down in the description down below. Go check out the Twitter at LR Lessons. Go check out the website lrlessons.com. Um, merch page isn't live yet. We're working on that. We're waiting on samples to come in. We got new stuff coming in, so we'll have a look at that here in a little while. Um, what else is there? Go check out Row. Um, I know he's been ecstatic uh, with the NFL draft and how the Eagles drafted the last. Oh, it was, birds. It was, oh, dogs. It would have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There is um, this past weekend. And um, at Row VGC though, uh, is yeah, where you can find quick, him. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Jay Bucci for winning our uh, mock draft. Oh, yeah. I um, forgot that we did competition. that. Uh, that. That was just <laughs> something that me and a few of the other. Uh, LRL guys were doing decided to make a little competition out of it, and uh, Jay Bucci was the one when, when he sent me his final mock. He's like, "I'm gonna come in last place," and he wins it. Yeah, so, that's uh, usually how it works, right? You think you're gonna do yeah. terrible, and you're the person who ends up winning. That was the, that's what I was forgetting. I wanted to give him a shout out for winning. There you go, shout out in there. Um, if you want to support the podcast or the YouTube or anything like that, you can go check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash LR Lessons, where you can subscribe for as little, I think, as like $2 a month. Get your name, get a special Discord role, get your name set at the end of the podcast, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Um, special shout out to our $10 and ups subscribers, Johnny Bravo, Bravo Sr. And um, who's the other one? I, Carter says it every uh, week, and I don't remember who it is. Is it Papa Swish? I think it's Papa Swish. I want to make sure. Because I don't want to mess it up. It is Papa Swish. See? I, I, I listened to the ending. Good job. Proud That's of smart. you. Aw, thanks. And I guess that'll be it. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.